On Saturday morning, a gas tanker exploded in Boxburg, killing 15 people and injuring at least 40. Uh, the force of the explosion damaged parts of the Tabo Memorial Hospital and railway structure. The Gift of the Givers Foundation has been assisting in recovery of the explosion. We speak to Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman. Dr. Imtiaz, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Uh, Dr. Mbiaz, what information have, have reached you and your team with regards to the extent of the damage? But the, the destruction has been it's, it's been a fairly huge. First of all, of course, the destruction in the area where the truck blew out, several cars were damaged, nearby homes were damaged. From what we know, it's two homes that were damaged. The biggest destruction was to the bridge and the railway lines across the bridge and the emergency department of Ogar Tabu Hospital, where patients had to be moved out from there. And of course, the theater was, became non-functional in the emergency department. Also, patients had to be moved from the ICU to further away from there because of the, they were worried about the structural collapse. In addition to that, there's 163 people who were injured, of which six were nurses in the hospital. One was a doctor. 27 people were fairly severely injured and uh, 15 people passed on. Initially, the figures were eight or nine, but we know that the police search and rescue dogs were still looking for more bodies, and I think they found a few more, and eventually, so far, it's 15 uh, passed on. The, 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 that's the physical damage. The psychological and emotional damage is gonna take a long time for people to overcome that. A lady lost four of her children, and the shock to the surrounding citizens, those who are onlookers, those living directly in the hospital and those living away from the hospital has made a, a huge impact that something so destructive could happen in seconds. So the, the destruction is huge physically and emotionally. Houses have been lost as well. How is the situation being handled by authorities and the organization itself? The organization, the, the authorities are brilliant. Uh, you know, the response, we come to augment existing support. We don't take over systems. We work within the system. And we always wait on the sidelines to see how things are panning out. And, you know, we can only be full of praise for the, the different tiers of government that were involved. That includes the health services, the healthcare workers, emergency services, firefighters, SEPs, Caltech Health Department, and, 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 gen, and of course, what was amazing was the response from residents from around the communities in the hospital. The response was absolutely phenomenal, overwhelming. And this is, you know, uh, something that stands up for South Africans, that we, we always get together when it's crisis. We, off, we looked at four interventions. One is, we said they require ambulances, like what we did during the evacuation at Charlotte McKeke, where we offered ambulances. Secondly, because it's the public holidays and a lot of people are on leave from the healthcare workers, we had a feeling they may have a shortage of manpower. So we offered specialized medical teams. Our teams were prepared to fly in from Durban, from Cape Town, driving from Newcastle and other parts of the country to support existing staff. But they, they were amazing. They said they'll manage. We got wound care specialists. We got burn specialists. We even got a call from the president of the burn society to say they can make personnel available. But the patients who moved to Krasani Baragwana, Charlotte McKeke, Far East Rand Hospital and private hospitals. And all those hospitals said, for now, they're fine. The big challenge was the absence of burn dressings, great bandages, burn shields, analgesia, anesthetic, pain delivery pumps. And we said, okay, this is where we can help. The problem was, 
that within an hour, all the pharmaceutical companies are closing for the festive season, which means they only open up next year. We put in specialist teams to contact the key companies that make all those things available. And within 45 minutes, we procured everything that is required, took it across to the hospital, got space stuff put away in our warehouses. If during this week, requirements in the air requirements, even antibiotics, which we don't use in the beginning, but you use when sepsis sets, it's a special types of antibiotics. We procured all that also. So we, and we've told the hospitals, they can make that available to you. And the last thing, which was non-medical, we provided energy drinks, energy foods, fruit, you know, and, and basic support for the emergency services, firefighters, steps, the, the, the healthcare workers, the patients and their families. Yes, so a variety of uh, different types of interventions. Uh, at this stage, Dr. Mtiaz, is there any call to the citizenry of South Africa? No. You know, for now, because we don't know what to do next, we have to see. Well, the most critical thing right now is to fix the hospital. The emergency department has to be fixed. It's the first time in the history of the hospital there were no deliveries taking place on, on Christmas Day. No babies were born. There's 321 patients in the hospital. And those that are, they, those are the ones that were already they, they they couldn't take any new ones. So the important thing is now to fix the emergency department as soon as possible. We need to wait for an announcement from infrastructure, from the national health, what's going to happen there. Secondly, of course, that the breach and the railway line that's it's a huge cost. That's something that's to be repaired. The third of the, the requirement would be to help those people who lost their homes. We're not sure that whether they're insured or not. And then, of course, for, for other people, they're going to need, there's going to be expense, general expenses, but, you know, 15 people passing on. I don't know who's going to take care of responsibility for that. And then the 163 people who are affected may require varying degrees of support. But the problem is we don't know whether they're from the houses, whether they're patients coming to the hospital, whether they're going to work. So that will unfold over the next few days. And then only can we tell the public if any support is required we can't make that announcement now because we don't know. Yes, certainly. Uh, Shukran, for the update, we appreciate your time. Continue with the great work. And on behalf of the Radio Islam listeners and the Citizenry of South Africa, we'd like you to thank your team uh, who have been working tirelessly on this particular issue. Shazakum ala khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This was... Uh, Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman give us an update on the situation with regards to the uh, explosion in Boxburg. Bringing us on to quarter to eight Central African time.